0: Hey everyone, you are here for episode seven of Riding in the Weeds and this episode is for you if you've ever started a project, you got something that you really always wanted to do and you get going and you just feel like there's roadblocks in the way, but you know in your heart that if you push through that there's gold on the other side. You are with Jenny and Tash, Riding in the Weeds, and we are here to talk about our experiences with teaching people how to ride bikes, riding bikes, working with horses, working with animals, or just our businesses in life and the lessons that they teach us and how we can take those lessons and apply them to riding in the weeds and how we ride back out again. How's it going, Jenny?
1: Oh, it's good, Tosh. How are
0: you? I am good. Thank you. So nice to be here.
1: Yeah, (laughs) we just wanted to do a quick episode today to talk about the struggle that it's been, to be honest, trying to get all this started. There's a lot more back end legwork that is involved with podcasting than I think either of us really realized in the beginning, but uh, we're still here. We're still kicking. It isn't consistent yet, but we're working on that. And that's what matters, I think.
0: I think you're absolutely right and you know it's like our previous episodes we've kind of been talking about expansion and contraction and we've been talking about all of these little things that go on but it's kind of fun to talk about like where we are in life right now and when did we start with our goal of we're gonna record an episode a week
1: and we're gonna get this started I'd have to look at the dates but it was back in the fall uh, I know it was before Christmas when we started, and um, I don't even think it's been an episode every other week at this point if you average them all out, but um, that has been largely due to technical issues between you being down in Mexico and not having consistent internet for a while and then trying to get the recording software and the podcasting software straightened out, and you know, there's been a very large tech learning curve, I think, on both sides for each of us about this. And, um, yeah, like you just have to keep taking the next step. And I think that's where we've been as. when we discovered that your audio wasn't as strong as it could be, it was like, all right, well, you need to get a headset. So we just took the next step. You found a headset and then, you know, <laughs> you were able to get internet and then I was able to get a better camera for myself. My camera wasn't all that great either. And then, you know, we, we managed to get a couple different softwares on board to help work out the bugs and the kinks and make it flow better so that we can sound hopefully remotely professional doing this. We <laughs> yeah. come on. And we're
0: so grateful for each other because, like, doing this alone would have been, we probably would have given up. And, yeah. um, yeah, like, it's that exactly. It's the, we could have waited till everything was perfect. We could have tried and failed and scrapped. But I think <clears throat> riding in the weeds is exactly what life is. And I kind of love that that's exactly what we've been going through. Like we get sick, we have internet issues. We both have real lives. Like, you know, there's stuff going on. We're busy human beings. And we thought that adding a podcast into our lives was just going to be an easy, we didn't think it was going to be easy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but sometimes when you've never done something before, you don't really understand the not level of easy that you're up against, you know, you can know, but you don't really know until you get in the weeds. And like, that is that's the truth of the matter is like, sometimes you kind of have to go into the weeds to figure it out and then get yourself onto a better track and back where you want to be. And so we've definitely been in the weeds of like tech issues and, you know, all the things in this process. And you've been sick at least once. And I, we've both done some traveling and just schedules have been crazy. And I have to be able to adjust the schedule so I can ride horses when the weather isn't horrible and it's been winter. So that's been juggled. A lot. So, yeah, we're both bouncing stuff around. But I think the bottom line that at least I keep coming back to is I have fun doing these. I have fun connecting with you, Tosh, and sharing the connectivity of the things that we do together. You know, I do ride a bike, but it's definitely a hobby. And I'm a cruiser. I'm not like probably ever going to be a mountain biker, but we make a lot of connections between. What I do with horses and with animals and then the bike coaching that you do and the parallels were, were so strong that we finally were like, we should just take this and just make real conversations and share this because it's useful to people and it's valuable. And so that I think is our ultimate goal. So even though we're not the most polished out there, that's why we keep showing
0: up. I'm sure you have the same experience with the horses, but when I'm riding a bike or when I'm teaching people to ride a bike, I honestly can't take you to the next level until you fail. You know, it's like, if you want to, if you want to learn how to do a little curb drop, you have to actually do it, do it imperfectly so that then we can correct it so that you can do it better. Right. And you don't know what you don't know until you do. And, I don't know the exact quote, but if you think you already know it, you can't learn what you think you already know. And so putting yourself into a situation, which is completely foreign is often the only way to get there.
1: Yeah. You have to be uncomfortable to grow. I think we have this misconception when we look at flowers and at nature and it appears effortless to us. But we don't see the effort and that's the thing, but nothing worth doing is going to be easy like that.
0: Well, and what's worse is you look at other people and you look at where they are and you're like, well, clearly they had it all sorted out when they started. I mean, obviously like that person who's whatever, you could take a million different examples and the people who have beautiful families, the people who just have kids, who people who have puppies, the people who have great fitness or they've achieved whatever they've achieved it i think we talked about this in another episode but one two miss a few 99 100 like you don't miss a few it's what it looks like from the outside
1: i had that experience actually i had just finished a lesson this was years ago and i was behind the barn we had a kind of a big grassy space behind the barn and um My friend and I, we shared lesson time. And so we were out there just cleaning up and letting the horses eat some grass while we brushed them down and rinsed them off and everything. And this lady walked up and she saw my horse. And if you don't know, he's over six foot at the shoulder. He's a very large draft horse and he can be volatile and really powerful. And this lady walks up as he's grazing there and she's like, oh, this would be the perfect horse for my friend's husband. And my friend and I actually busted out laughing. And I looked at her and I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm like, this is a hundred percent, the worst horse that you could ever pick for (laughs) somebody's husband who is inexperienced. And she had a shocked look on her face. And I said, look, I said, good horses aren't just born, they're made. And like, that is the truth of every success that you see anybody achieving is on some level they have fought for that there's probably a lot of blood sweat and tears wrapped up in it and I love that <laughs> that's reality and like it hasn't been any different with this podcast like what this is episode seven yeah, and episode seven. <laughs> it's been uh what is it like five almost six months and we have seven episodes now so You know, but we're still doing it and we're still working on it. And I fully well expect that in the future, it's going to get easier and more productive and it will look very smooth and polished one day. We'll get there.
0: Well, it's funny you say that. I remember having a conversation with my boss with skiing and I said to him, I was like, you know, thank you. You always give me the best groups. And he looks at me and he goes, Tash, it's not the people. And I was like, oh, thank you. And it was just that acknowledgement of all of the time that I've spent on myself, finding my center and the way that I do things is what gets me the results that I get. And just having that external validation, I always like to point that out to people when they're like, oh, you know, thank you for doing what it's like, especially in bike lessons. Like, wow, like you're so good. I'm like, no, you're really good. You were able to take the lessons that I was giving you and apply them. And if you're not taking what I'm saying and applying it to you, then you're not going to get anywhere. doesn't matter how good or bad I am. It's actually, it's all you.
1: The lady, she gave me a compliment and my horse a compliment. You know, there's no doubt in that that it was, it was very complimentary, but she also had no idea of you know, the trials and tribulations that we had been through to get there. And I've kind of had the reverse happen where I was working with a horse and um, she was actually being trimmed. She's one of the horses that I ride pretty consistently. And the farrier was there that day trimming her feet. And she has had a history of not being good for the farrier. And so it has taken over a year, really longer than that. Her whole journey has been number of years And now she looks almost normal, you know, when you trim her, but we're very sensitive to the fact that almost normal is really close to not good. (laughs) And so here we are working and this lady very rudely said she needed to be in the space that we were in. And I said, I'm like, look, this horse is not an easy horse to deal with. We need to finish what we're doing. And she just scoffed and rolled her eyes. And I really was like, you have no idea, you know, and it, it stung because it was like, she didn't respect the fact that what I said, number one was honest. And it was like, she just blew off how much effort we had put in to make it look that good in that moment. And so like, just be super sensitive when people say that they have struggled with something, they have probably really struggled with something. And it doesn't make that struggle any better or worse than anyone else's struggle. And it doesn't negate the fact that it was hard.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I have so many different examples that are popping to mind. And the one I'm going to sort of allow us to finish off here on is uh, I remember reading a story about a lady who had through high school been like 300 pounds and had in their early 20s, she had decided, look, I'm done with this and lost a lot of weight and then moved to a completely different town and who she was in this new place was this super fit, healthy human being and going to a party and refusing to have a cookie and having someone who basically scoffed at like, well, I mean, like you can eat whatever you want. And, and just that, like it that story has always struck me as such a beautiful example of, we have no idea. Of where other people have come from. You know, you see someone who's in a perfect relationship, you have no idea what, like, where they might have been before that. Or someone who's riding their bike perfectly, you have no idea how much work that person has put in. Someone who's in your exact example, like that horse, it's like you had figured out how to make it work. And at the end of the day, I think we really need to just commend everyone for showing up every single day. And we need to be less harsh on ourselves. And in turn, that makes us less harsh and less
1: judgmental of other people around us. I think that's an awesome place to wrap up, you know, that- Things are not always what they seem on the outside and just giving people credit where credit is due. And also just giving people credit, even if you don't think it's due, because it probably is. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And so I give you huge credit, Jenny, for continuing
0: to show up and thank you for being here with me. And yeah, really, this episode is just about like showing up and you will feel like when you get to the other side that you haven't won to miss a few 99, 100, it's always a work in progress. And when we just show up every day and we recognize that when we know what we don't know, we get to learn a whole lot and have a whole lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I love this short and sweet. And I'm just so excited that we're still having fun with this, honestly, is what it boils down to, even though it's been Six months and seven episodes, but hey, we'll improve on that ratio as we go forward. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: All right, perfect. Well, you can find me online at BettyGoHard.com. You can find me on Instagram at BettyGoHard, and I'm on Facebook as just Natasha Lockie. I would love for you to check me out if you're looking for bike coaching, confidence on your bike, confidence in life, leadership, and how to live the dream life. How about you, Jenny?
1: Awesome. I'm on the web at soulpetconnections.com. That is connections with an S. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram under the same username. I'd love to hear from you if you have questions about connecting with your pets or relationships or leadership or anything like that. And you can find the podcast online at ridingintheweeds.com. And please like, comment, subscribe. We love to hear from you. And thank you so much to our listeners for hanging in there with us for seven episodes. So here's to many more. We'll see you next time. See you next time.